In our gospel today, we hear the images Jesus tells us of salt and light. And in our modern world, those, those images don't really make a lot of sense to us. We hear about salt, and we have to have salt in moderation, otherwise it will lead to heart disease. So we, we think of salt as a bad thing, and we take light for granted. In fact, when we don't have light, and especially artificial light, we think something is wrong. A couple years ago, when we were having all of the issues with the lights in the central nave, my father came to Mass one Sunday, and afterwards he said to me, he said, Pat, are you guys able to pay your bills? And I said, yeah, Dad, we're just trying to figure out how to fix this. Well, we take these things for granted. But in the Gospel, and we're in the Sermon on the Mount, the 5th to 8th chapter of Matthew's Gospel. It's the core of Jesus' teachings. This is right after the Beatitudes. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to them about what it means to be a disciple, to live this uh, beatitude life, this life of beatitudes. And right after that, he gives us this image of salt and light. And to the ancient world, salt and light were precious, precious commodities. Because once the sun went down, they were in the dark. And unless they had light... They had to fumble and stumble around in the dark. And salt was the only means by which they were able to preserve their meat. It was their equivalent of refrigeration. And so when Jesus says to the disciples, when he says to us as the church, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world, what he's saying to you is each one of you is precious in my eyes. And each one of you is necessary for the proclamation of the gospel. In order for the world to be salty and to be filled with light, you must become salt and light for one another. Your sanctification, your participation in the church, your becoming something greater, closer and in greater union with Jesus are going to make you the salt and the light for the world. But how do we do that? We hear this great thing, a great line from the prophet Isaiah. Share your bread with the hungry. Shelter the oppressed and the homeless. Clothe the naked when you see them and do not turn your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn. How do we become salt and light? We share what we have. Whatever that is, in whatever way we can, with those who are in need. We offer from what we have to give to others. The classical and beautiful definition of love, of charity from St. Thomas Aquinas is to will the good of the other as the other in their state in life. And when we, in order for us to bear our light and to shine the light that God has given to us, we must share. We must offer what we have to those who are in need. And when we do, What a brilliant and even blinding and beautiful light it is. In the book of Revelation, we hear of the heavenly Jerusalem that is so bright, so brilliant, that no unnatural light is necessary. And that's an image also of the church. That when we are living out our Christian vocation, when we are prioritizing the needs of those who are in want over our own personal and selfish desires, we shine like a beacon on the hill. And brothers and sisters, I'm here this morning and and on all the Masses this Sunday to to thank you for letting us as a ministry shine like a beacon on the hill. 
to thank you for trusting Father John and myself as we've made some pretty radical changes within the parish in order to prioritize student ministry. But because of that, we are shining and we are becoming a light not only for the church here on campus, but for the world. And this came into my, it really came to me into the fore of my vision over, ironically enough, when most of the students were away over Christmas break. I had a wedding, Father Dennis and Father Reginald and Father Simon and I, two of our alumni got married on, on New Year's Eve up in Indianapolis. And we went up there and it frankly just overwhelmed me because all the things that the decisions that we made, the difficult, hard decisions that we made to put student ministry first, the fruit of it was right there. Because of all those decisions, because of all the people who said yes to Jesus, because of all those sacrifices that were made, here were two students who came to Bloomington in very different places in their faith, who came to know and love Jesus, to give their hearts to the Lord, to radically change their lives, because other people were shining their light into their lives. And now they are married, hopefully and soon giving, new, uh, giving birth to new life, but then they're also shining the light on a college campus's focus missionaries. There were dozens of young alumni at that wedding whose lives have been changed by what we are doing here. Then a couple days later, all the priests, Father Justice held down the fort that week, we went to St. Louis for the focus conference. And because of the light that we are shining on the campus and the lives we are changing, there were hundreds Hundreds of young men and women at that conference because of what we are doing here. Because there are currently 20 young alumni serving as focused missionaries all over the country, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And on a lark, when I came back from the focused conference, I was like, I'm going to write a list of all the students who I know, who I personally know. Not, there's probably more, I hope more, who've had an encounter with Jesus and have changed their life. But the ones I personally know in my seven years whose lives have been changed, the list is over 300 names long and growing. And that's just the alumni. That doesn't include what your generosity makes possible in the hundreds of young men and women every week on campus who are in Bible studies, those who come to the Sunday supper, those who are being reached by our outreach on campus, because though we aren't doing as many ministries as we've done in the past, the ones that we are are having a greater and deeper impact. And we're creating this crazy, wonderful kaleidoscope, spider's web lit interactions on campus where people are coming to us priests after days, weeks, months, years away from the church because so-and-so told me that you are someone I can trust. Because if we just open the doors, we realize people aren't going to come to us, but if we go to them and shine the light and bring the salt, it'll help to slake the thirst and quench the hunger of those who are on campus who are searching for love and meaning and purpose in their life. And all of this is possible because of your support. Because of your prayerful and financial support of our ministry. And so I, this weekend, I'm here to announce this program. And next weekend, we'll have some um, parishioners who've been impacted by our ministry. And this week, all of our registered parishioners will receive a special brochure in the mail introducing our Build Community, Encounter Christ, and Spread the Gospel program. And I ask all of you to review the brochure and prayerfully consider how you and your family can help St. Paul's by financially supporting our ministries, furthering our mission, 
and reinforcing our future through your commitment to our offertory. On Commitment Weekend, which is next weekend, I invite each of you to participate by bringing your commitment card. We will also have commitment cards here in the pews for those who are not registered or for our student parishioners who wish to participate. And you bring your commitment card to Mass to join me in securing our parish's future by placing it in our collection basket. We are a beacon for the future of the church. We are in a privileged and special position as a parish to not only be light and salt for the church right now, but to prepare the future leaders of the church through the formation that goes on here. It is truly a humbling honor and blessing to be your pastor, to help walk with you and to help lead this church. And it's been awe-inspiring to me to see how our community is rallied around this. How in many places, many cases, our families have opened their homes recently through our Hoosiers Home Away From Home program. And in small ways like that, and in grander ways of simply just being and providing love, light, and salt for these young people who are searching for meaning, who desire to know and love Jesus, and who will go forth from here to make an impact on their church, on their community, and in the world. Thank you for your support. Please prayerfully consider increasing your support so that we can further our mission, reach more souls, and build up the kingdom of God here so that St. Paul's can be and can become a beacon of hope, light, and love on the campus of Indiana University.